Welcome to the Moms Hustle Different Podcast, where we give moms of color the tools they need to soar in their careers and in motherhood. Yes, welcome to episode three of Moms Hustle Different. Uh, I'm your host, Brenda Miller, and I'm excited this week because we are talking to Candrice Oliver. Um, I'll share a little bit more of her bio later, but um, our conversation was really good. And I think that you'll really um, appreciate her approach to her career and motherhood and how she navigates that and how she navigated a move from cross country um, to and still having a career, a supportive husband and a two-year-old son so uh just get ready it's mom's hustle different episode three starts now all right so we have Candrice oliver here for the podcast for mom's hustle different and i'm so excited to have her and i'm going to start by reading her bio and then we will learn more about her hi hi Candrice. <laughs> How are you? Good. So I'm excited to read your bio and then we will get into the questions. Sounds great. All right. Candrice Oliver is the Associate Director of Business Partnerships at UNC Keenan Flagler Business School, where she is responsible for building new relationships and expanding existing partnerships with corporations to cultivate Keenan Flagler's missions and initiatives and increase overall brand visibility. Although Candrice was born in Baltimore, Maryland, she calls Winston-Salem, North Carolina home. She received a bachelor's degree in economics from Winston-Salem State University and an MBA and certificate of inclusive leadership skills from Wake Forest University School of Business. Prior to accepting this position, she served as the director of development and district director of Silicon Valley at Junior Achievement of Northern California. During her tenure, she led the New Business Task Force and managed regional advisory boards in San Francisco and Silicon Valley. Kendris brings a unique wealth of knowledge and understanding of cultivating strategic and sustainable partnerships between the nonprofit sector and industry leaders. She has a proven track record of success in the pharmaceutical, technology, and apparel industries, which has proven invaluable in engaging new corporate partners. Affectionately known as First Lady and The Connector, Candrice is actively involved in her community and is passionate about traveling, philanthropy, and mentoring women and girls and equipping them with the tools and strategies that will empower them for success in their personal and professional lives. She's an active member of Delta Sigma Theta Sorority Incorporated, Association of Fundraising Professionals, Winston-Salem State University's National Association as a life member, and a 40 under 40 honoree. Candrice and her husband, Khalif, reside in Cary, North Carolina, and have a two-year-old son, Jacob, affectionately known as Jace, who keeps him super busy with soccer, swimming, and basketball. Welcome, Candrice, to Mom's Hustle Different. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. Thank you for the invitation. No problem. So, the first section of our interviews is always an opportunity for us as moms to do what we love to do, which is brag on our baby. So 
I'd love if you could share something fun or unique or interesting about Jace. Yeah, yeah, definitely, of course. So um, I have a two-year-old son named Jace, um, and so he's a newbie. He just turned two uh, last month, and so he is very, very curious, very observant, um, very loving, bold, um, definitely keeps us on our toes, very energetic, um, very fearless, uh, as most two-year-olds are, and uh, currently we're at this potty training stage so <laughs> it's definitely an adventure <laughs> um so yeah I mean he is just an amazing child he is someone who's very just loving and anyone who comes in contact with him um just is drawn um drawn to him so yeah, that's my baby. <laughs> hey, I love just having an opportunity to brag on our baby because, I mean, we don't get to do um, how they used to do and have the pictures printed out all the time oh, and passing them out. So <laughs> it's just like we hold the phone to people. Here's the baby. Look at him. Um, and we definitely, it just softens us to it does. an opportunity to brag on our baby. It does. Yes. So one of the things that I wanted to kind of start our conversation with was really like um, giving us a frame of kind of where you were when you found out you were pregnant, um, not just um, physically, but like in your career. And what were your thoughts um, right after that? Yeah, that's that's a great question to start um, and kick off the conversation. So um, I guess I had just finished up my first year of junior achievement as um, district director of Silicon Valley, um, which was a hybrid role of program management as well as fundraising. And we actually, um, me and my husband, colleagues, um, deliberately planned, you know, we were very like, okay, we're going to get married, you know, we're going to wait a couple years, enjoy our marriage. And um I guess about June of that year, we actually had a preconception um, appointment. I don't know if that's pretty common, but um, I think I maybe heard about it or, or read it somewhere, and we kind of did this appointment just to kind of make sure we were both uh, pretty healthy and ready to start the um, conception process. And it didn't take uh, too long <laughs> to get pregnant. Uh, it, it was funny because, uh, you know, I – was pregnant and didn't realize I was pregnant in the early stages. And it was during a time where I was approached by another uh, large nonprofit organization in Silicon Valley um, with an opportunity for me to uh, pursue. And it was a role that would have essentially been the same level of responsibility as my boss at the time. So, you know, greater responsibility, a larger budget to manage, more opportunity for me to expand my skill set. And so I was just like, wow, you know, not knowing I was pregnant, like, wow, this is amazing. I've only been here at Junior Achievement for a year, but it's just the time to do that. Um, You know, and we live in a day and age where if you're at a company for more than two years, they kind of look at you like, what are you doing? You should, you know, move and and go somewhere else. And so um, I really had to kind of sit there and pray and think about if I wanted to make, um, you know, the professional move or not. And what I did was I ended up um, talking with my manager, just being honest and told her like, hey, I have another offer on the table. Um, 
you know, this is what it is. I think it's a great opportunity. I think it's a great next uh, step in my professional career. She brought in her manager, which was the president of the organization and, you know, said, Hey, we want to keep you like, what can we do to, you know, kind of keep you here. And so I wrestle with that, you know, just balancing the pros and cons of, of both um, situations and uh, ended up staying with my organization, but was able to, in a, in a sense, use that as leverage, which wasn't my, my main intent um, to, to stay at my organization, which proved to be very beneficial um, because in California, I'm not sure how it is state by state, but uh, California actually does provide, um, I guess you would call it, uh, you know, payment or, you know, FMLA for, for moms. And so the state actually pays you um, during your maternity leave. So the state of California actually pays you 55%. So if I would have taken that other role, <laughs> I uh, and you, and the stipulations are that you have to be at your organization for a year. So if I would have taken the other role, which seemed very attractive at the time, I would not have had access to uh, the salary and, you know, the financial incentives that I did receive um, when I did have Jace. So, yeah, <laughs> so it was interesting. Um, so during that time, like I said, I, I didn't know I was pregnant, found out. You know, of course, like a month or I guess a month later after I made that decision. Um, and it was at a time where I'd asked for more responsibility. Um, I'd asked for a greater leadership role. And so um, my president and manager worked with me to, to define what that looked like. And so that was a time where I was able to focus more on the business development side of things. Um, and kind of add that to my uh, repertoire or, or toolkit. Um, so it was a crazy time because my entire pregnancy, I was sick. Um, I, I was nauseated. Um, I just, you know, I didn't have the first trimester, you know, morning sickness. I had sickness through my entire pregnancy. And so wow. it was definitely challenging balancing the opportunity to grow professionally, um, you know, step into this added leadership opportunity that I had to develop um, some of our board members to, to be more involved with the business development aspects of the organization, but also managing like the physical constraints that pregnancy, um, you know, can have on several women um, during this time. So, so how did you, like, how did you manage during that time? Like, did you have to take days off or did yeah. you or through? Yeah. So, um, so yeah, that good question. So, you know, during the early, uh, I guess, couple of weeks of my pregnancy, uh, for me, I knew that I, I wanted to kind of keep my pregnancy under wraps. And that's not to say that my organization was not very warm and mom friendly because my, you know, my boss, she's a mom, she was a mom, my the president, you know, was the mom of three, it was a very, I would say, you know, family friendly environment. Mm -hmm. But I just, you know, from what I've seen and heard, I wanted to wait as long as possible, you know, um, to kind of divulge that information to my um, manager. And so it just got to a point where I was literally, I had a paper cup in my car on my commute into work. And I was throwing up in the cup. I was throwing up in my office. And so I had to tell my manager a little bit earlier than I had planned to and said, hey, you know, I'm really sick. 
I'm taking medication for this. Um, I may need to work from home. And so I actually did. And she was all, she, like, she completely understood. She allowed me to work remotely whenever I needed to. Um, so I think there were maybe like two weeks in a row that I decided to just work from home. And whenever I needed to work remotely, she was very open to allow me um, that opportunity. I also managed a team of three individuals. So they were very helpful with being able to fill in the gap. So if I needed someone to let's say, hey, I have a presentation with Apple or another company, can you fill in for me? And it was great that they were also able to professionally grow from that as well, being able to kind of step in a role um, and have greater exposure um, for them as well. So yeah, it, it was very challenging. Um, and then I would say, during my, um, before I went out on maternity leave, what I did was I decided to sit down and schedule some time with my manager and my president and say like, hey, you know, here is, um, you know, my maternity plan. Here's my return to work proposal. This is going to outline who's going to be covering my job duties, my key accounts, my clients, the works. I also included an estimated return date. Um, I knew I wanted to at least have four months off with um, Jay's. And then I also, in my proposal, requested to work from home for the first two months um, to allow for an easier transition. My personal motto is if you don't ask for something, you know, that, you know, the, the worst they can say is no. So I, I always feel that you should always ask, always negotiate. Everything's negotiable in life. And so, they saw that and they were like, oh, yeah, no problem. You can definitely work from home the first few months. Um, I knew I wanted to breastfeed. And, you know, the, just the thought of having to come back and start pumping immediately just kind of terrified me. And so I thought that if I had the chance to stay at home, establish a routine or pumping in the comfort of my home, then that would just make life a lot easier. Um, so that is key you know everything is negotiable yes yes <laughs> that's a big thing for us as women because a lot of times we can kind of stand back and not ask for the things that we mm -hmm. want and just believing that everything is negotiable is a key point um especially when you're trying to navigate a new life for yourself in a new yes life. i agree i agree I think you definitely have to, I think as long as you position it well so that, um, you know, that they understand that you're still going to, you know, carry out your normal duties, but, you know, there are some accommodations that need to be made. And I think, you know, nowadays, most companies, you know, you hear on the, he the headlines that, oh, Google's offering, you know, six months off or Netflix is offering unlimited vacation days. So I will say we live, we're very blessed to live in a day and age where companies have realized that they have to accommodate for both mothers and fathers as well. Um, so I, hey, I urge all of my mothers, women in general, just to negotiate everything, you know, whether it's salary, whether it's um, terms of returning to work, accommodations that need to be made during your pregnancy, um, the worst they can say is no, or let me think about this or, you know, you know, either propose something different. So definitely. 
So, like, when you came back from your maternity leave and you're working mm-hmm. from home, but you're um, kind of enacting the plan that you um, had for returning to work, how did you feel? Like, were you feeling, like, did you feel torn? Did you feel different coming back? Or, like, how was that transition back into the work world? Yeah. So, for me, I, it was funny, I think prior to probably getting pregnant or even maybe having Jace, I think I had this fantasy where I thought that I was going to immediately just change and, oh, I'm going to just want to stay at home with my baby. And I realized that just being true and authentic to who Candace is and being authentic to my core, that that really just wasn't me. For me, I needed to return to work. I've had a job since I was 16, <laughs> you know, so I've, I have always worked um, through high school, part-time, through college, um, even, you know, in business school my second year, I picked up um, a part-time job. So for me, it was just very, you know, innate that I needed to work. I craved that mental stimulation. I needed to feel candorous. Um, You know, I think... We have various roles where, you know, you have this mother role, you have a wife role. And for me, I needed to feel some sense of normalcy and feel like, you know, I needed to tap back into who Candrace was. And Candrace is someone who is a business professional. You know, she likes to get out there and engage with her clients and, and work. And so for me, it wasn't a hard transition. Um, I knew, like I said, that I wanted to be out four months. And so I stuck to that plan. So, um, you know, going back to work, I felt like great. I I was happy to be back. I was excited. Um, We decided that to make the transition easier. We did have Jay's transition to daycare a week prior to my start date so that, you know, he could have his own transition. and, And then I would be okay because that was a hard transition for me to see him going to daycare you know the first time you entrust you know strangers with the care of your child that can be um, very emotional and you're like wow oh my goodness and also gave me time for me to focus on pumping during the day you know and getting used to that regular routine of, of pumping you know every two to three hours and so that small decision really made a a world of a difference and I strongly recommend um, anyone I think maybe my god sister may have told me or recommended that to me um, but I feel like you know your child needs their own transition and then you as a mom you deserve your own as well because it's very um, it's a very emotional mental and physical transition for you as well um, so working at home it made the transition um, easier because I had the flexibility to you know just sit out there, you know, with, with my bra and, and pumping. Uh, but it was also difficult as well, just due to the nature um, and demands of my role. So um, I was in a role where I managed boards. I met with board members, you know, on a regular basis. I met with key executives at organizations. I had to attend lunches, have coffee chats. I mean, it was very like a self-oriented role. And so I had to really focus in on how I was going to manage my schedule yeah. <laughs> with around pumping, you know, I'm dropping off Jace. I'm like, okay, I got to be home and, and pump. 
let's say about like 8.30 or 9 o'clock. And, you know, I, um, I was like, okay, well, I need to schedule some time with this person and I need to make sure I get back home so I can pump. And so I think that was just the hard part um, is just dealing with the demands of, of the job. Even though I wasn't home, it was still, um, it was still very taxing. Um, yeah, you know, time consuming. yeah, it is very time consuming. Um, I realized that, you know, for time management purposes and for just organization purposes, I needed to block off time on my, on my calendar. So no one from my organization would schedule, you know, uh, meetings or calls during those times. Um, so yeah, I think that was really just the, the stressful part. And I know you're in the, the thick of it. <laughs> Yeah, I I myself um, put Arthur's um, food on my calendar (laughs) Mm -hmm. so that like people know like this is the time that I'm doing Arthur's food. Yeah, Um, yeah. I definitely understand, especially when you're um, out and about and you're um, you already had asked for additional responsibility before. Yeah, and and, a little bit of pressure. Exactly, and I guess I didn't. So when I when I came back to work, I actually had a, a change in leadership. So my old president, who was who I consider a mentor, who was very just instrumental and key and providing mentorship and helping me with my career while at JA, she left um, like right before I went on maternity leave. And so the new president came in. She honored what you know what I'd asked, of course, um, as far as working from home. And so what she did was she ended up just making it like indefinite. So she said, okay, well, you can just work from home. So I ended up not even have to go back to the office at all. Um, I would go back for staff meetings twice a month on Mondays. But outside of that, I had a very, very nice setup. That <laughs> so, is nice. That's really yeah, nice. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, so like how have you – navigated kind of your career goals with your mom goals because we know that um you were at junior achievement and now you have a new job so how did you kind of manage those decisions yeah um so i was at junior achievement for three years and um we as a family decided that we needed to we wanted to be closer to family um, so I'm from, you know, grew up in North Carolina. My husband, um, you know, lives here. We were both here before I moved to California. So um, I, I guess my career path has followed or had a similar theme. It's been very relationship based. So I started off my career in pharmaceutical sales as an intern um, at college and came on with Pfizer full time, did that for four years. Um, and then intern with IBM in a sales role. So in all of my roles, it's been primarily sales or in a role that have cultivated relationships. And so um, I knew that anything that I did, I try to hone in on my core competencies. And I, I feel like that is my core competency is cultivating relationships, trying to find value for partners, um, trying to articulate a need and show where an entity can make an investment in another um, entity. And so when we decided we were going to make the move um, from California to North Carolina, 
I had that same kind of mindset. Okay, what is a role that allows me to utilize all the things that I've done in my previous roles and still allows me to utilize my core competencies? And so this is, you know, kind of where I am right now. Um, it was uh, it was a smooth transition here. And I forgot, can you remind me of what else? I forgot what the question was again. <laughs> yeah. um, just trying to like balance your career goals with your mom yeah. so your advancement yeah. in your career at the yeah. same time as you have like an infant and toddler yeah so I mean I would say that so I I have I think you know the most important thing I think you have to stay true to yourself so like I said I've always kind of kept my career goals at the forefront uh, my mom goals, I would say, are, are pretty parallel. So for me and my and my career goals, I want to make sure I'm in an environment that is is healthy, is happy, a nurturing environment, an environment that allows me to grow and to um, have advancement. And so I would say those mom goals kind of you know mirror that. My mom goals for for Jace in general are. I want him to be a happy, loving, healthy individual. I want him to be in environments um, that uh, where he feels he's cultivated, that he is he's learning, um, where he feels that he could grow. So I would say I, I don't think as a as a mother you really have to compromise anything. Um, for me, I I always my family is, is very important to me, so I knew that. Of course, there are some roles that I probably would not take. So I, I think, you know, I'm at a point where if there isn't a role that is offered to me and I'm going to have to travel, you know, I like a consultant role and I'm traveling Monday to Thursday, something I'm not going to do. Um, so for me, I try to balance all the things that I want out of my career, but also managing and realizing that, um, you know, my, my child is my number one priority. Um, along, of course, with my husband. And so whatever I do, the things, choices that I make for my career, I want to make sure that they're balanced with my family life as well. Um, so I, with Junior Achievement, I was able to have a nice, flexible setup where I could drop Jace off in the morning or Khalifa could alternate. I could pick him up in the afternoon. Same here at, at Carolina. Um, I'm able to work from home if I need to if Jace is sick. Um, if I need to go to a networking event in the evening, I work with my husband to, you know, try to see and look at our schedules and see what works best, um, to do that. Um, so I think I don't see any difference in my mom goals and my career goals. For me, I want to make sure I'm the best version of myself and, you know, I want to make sure I'm succeeding in my career. Um, and I think my child is happier and he can kind of see that um, if, if I'm happy as well in my career. So. That's that's really important um, because our children feed off of us as their parents. And it's really important for us to kind of know ourselves and be able to, you know, do what, be who we are so that they can be who they are. I agree. I agree. So in the midst of like all this amazing work that you're doing, how do you define like self-care for yourself um, as you are achieving in your, um, in your career and also spending time with your husband and your son? What does that look like for you? Yeah, that's, 
I think we've heard self-care. That's such a buzzword <laughs> that okay. we continue to hear. Um, and it's so important. I think, you know, mental health awareness is, is very important. Um, for me, I, I guess I would first say that self-care looks different, um, you know, person by person. So my self-care may look different from what you may determine, um, define as self-care. Um, so for me, it, it's really what can I do to take care of Candrus and be true to Candrus and just honor my body, my mind, my spirit so that I feel happy and then I am putting my best self forward. So I want to be my best self for myself, my best self to my husband, my best self to, to Jace, um, you know, to my, my workplace environment, uh, to my family, to my friends. So um, it's interesting because when I was, I guess it was maybe Jace was six, eight weeks or so, um, my husband's godfather kind of brought this up to me and said, hey, you need to really make sure you're taking time for yourself. <laughs> and so mm-hmm. I will say, I want to kind of give a shout out to the men. Um, so outside of my husband, my husband, like number one, is always saying, Candace, take time for yourself. Um, and, but, you know, number two, my godfather, my grandfather, the men who were just very instrumental and, and just understanding that with motherhood, there comes so many dynamics and so many changes. And so you have to really make sure you take time for yourself. So for me, it's um, doing the things that I did before I had Jace, you know, uh, so going and being active in, in my sorority. So even after Jace was born, I was still active on the leadership team with our membership and reclamation committee. I would still go to meetings, still go to events, still try to help out and engage. Um, I would still uh, try to go out and have girl dates, you know, with my girlfriends, just to kind of check in and see how things were going. Um, it could be just going to get a manicure or pedicure. It could just be, I just want to sleep. <laughs> For me, I think the biggest, you know, the you know, sleep is, is uh, definitely yes. <laughs> you know, a commodity. Um, but and I, I, I would say I think it became more evident um, when I went back to work and we were offered the opportunity to have life coaching um, by an individual. And so I took advantage of that opportunity. And this life coach was phenomenal. And she just made me feel that um, I had this fantasy that I needed to be a superwoman. And that was even before I had Jace. I always had this, like, oh, I have to, you know, make sure that I have dinner cooked. I have to make sure I have this done and that done. And it became more evident, I think, as I became a mom, because in my mind, I'm thinking of, well, my mom did this and my grandmother you know, did that. And I needed to meet that standard. And so um, my my life coach really had me understand like, hey, you don't have to be the superwoman, you know, you have help, and it's okay to ask for help. And so I think that's really, my husband kind of came in play on, on that end where, uh, you know, and he had a before but I think it really took a life coach to say like hey you really need to check
check yourself and realize that you have to take care of yourself because if not, um, then no one's getting the best version of, of Kandra's. Um, so it, like I said, it's, it's really the things that I love to do kind of before I had Jace, you know, just engaging with organizations, um, you know, going out with my girlfriends, um, going to the museum, going to the movies. I went to the movies uh, solo. I'm that weird person who can do that. <laughs> So, I do that too. Yeah, right? It's, it's the best sometimes. And so, um, and even, I mean, uh, I want to also another shout out to my husband because um, what he does, I don't want to say he does it like on a super regular basis, but just a couple of months ago, he asked me like, hey, you know, I just want to check in with you and see how you're doing. Like, how's your mental health? Like, how are you feeling? Um, you know, as a mom, as a, in a new role, managing this, this new move and so I think it's very key that those loved ones in your life really just kind of check in with you and see how you're doing not how the baby's doing which people always tend to do I think when you have a kid they always want to ask about the baby but not ask about like how you how you how you Brenda are doing how you Kendris how are you doing um and I think um just having, you know, this community of moms who had been there, done that, who were doing it with me alongside of me, um, it helped as well. So, so yeah. That's crucial. I mean, a support system is always crucial when you're trying to balance all the things in life and adjusting to um, motherhood. And like you said, you were on a move, you did a move and you had a new job. <laughs> And you have an almost two-year-old and you're just like, oh my goodness, a lot going on. And to have people, um, your husband and friends checking on you and making sure that you're good. And then also making sure that when you're not good, that you're asking for help. So it's definitely um, like a crucial um, thing for us (laughs) to recognize and remember. Get that babysitter. <laughs> yes. Yes. Sometimes it's like we gotta put away some of that money and we do. A little babysitter and get somebody yes. to help out um when we need it so that we can go to the movies by ourselves. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> yeah. So I guess I kinda just want to see if like how you kind of see your um your career um progressing not necessarily like okay I feel like I'm gonna leave my job here or yeah. whatever else but it's like how do you um uh continue to map out your goals to grow um in your career knowing that um like what you were saying you want to stay true to yourself and you kind of know what your strengths are um in your work and but at the same time knowing that Jace is going to be super running around and you said that he's super busy with soccer and swimming and basketball and all the things that he's doing um and I guess kind of like how do you go about making decisions on like if you you know if you put him in basketball even though you know that your career is um demanding or like how do you kind of make those I guess decisions on that yeah um that's that's a really really good question um 
So I think first and foremost, it's important that you have that conversation with your partner um, to kind of map out what you want to do. So one thing Khalif and I have been doing, and I can't remember if we started this when we were engaged or maybe right after we got married, but we have these family time meetings and they're scheduled. I think we do it every other Sunday afternoon for an hour. And it's an opportunity for us to sit and talk about things in depth that are important to us. So, you know, you have conversations throughout the day, throughout the week about various things, but we set aside time to talk about, you know, issues. Like I know we did an, one thing we did one Sunday was, um, this is when we were in California, to map out all the different potential careers or things we were interested in doing. And so it was important for me to know kind of what his interests were, what my interests were and everything like that. So, um, So I think knowing that first and foremost, then your partner can support any opportunities that may arise. So if I, you know, when I got that, opportunity to switch to another organization you know I of course went to my husband and said hey this is the opportunity you know what do you think about it and then they can talk you through the pros and the cons and you know how will this will this impact our our family schedule lifestyle anything of that nature so um I think that's that's first and foremost um secondly um I would say that for me, I know that I guess probably with all of my jobs, I've had some flexibility um, in a sense, um, if you want to call it flexibility, <laughs> uh, whether it's working from home or uh, being able to, you know, other things like, you know, when I was in pharmaceutical sales, I could easily go and pick up my dry cleaning during the day or, you know, could go to the doctor's office and it wasn't a big deal. So. Um, I think for me, I know that some of those things are some of my like must haves, you know, in my career. Um, I think that one of the the things that came up when Kelly and I were talking maybe a week or two ago was, you know, Jace is only two years old now. Like, what happens when he starts elementary school? Both of us work full time, you know, eight to five, you know, eight to six schedules. How does that work when you have you know, a child, and our families don't live in the same city. Like, my mom is about, you know, an hour and 45 minutes away. But what does that look like? You know, do I need to start thinking about, you know, my own business? Or do I need to start thinking about um, a, a different, asking for a different type of work schedule so that I can make sure that I'm home, you know, with him in the afternoon when he gets home from school? So I think all these things are kind of just playing, playing in our minds about how will we even conquer that in like three years. Um, but I, I, like I said, I think it, it goes back to just being true and, um, and understanding what's important to you, understanding what's important to your family. It's important that Jay's has exposure and opportunities to some of the things that we didn't have growing up. We were both very blessed to have opportunities um, given to us. But I, we always say that, wow, Jace, you're only two. You've already experienced, you know, going to a football game or going to see the Warriors play or having swim lessons uh, before you're even two. So I think it's, 
looking at their priorities as a family and under and understanding how that fits in with everything. So um, for us, we want to make sure we're both fulfilled in our careers. We want to make sure that Jace has the best access to educational resources, um, to experiential learning opportunities, um, to just whatever we can give him, we want to make sure that we're able to do that um, for him, but also just doing it in a way that doesn't compromise our family in a sense. So, you know, we don't want to be overbooked. You know, we don't want to have activities every day of the week and not have time for ourselves. Um, Cause I think one of the things that is hard is sometimes your marriage gets, gets placed on the back burner. Yeah. So I think it's, it's important that, um, you know, you're communicating to your partner. They understand your professional aspirations. I love what I'm doing right now at Carolina. I think it provides um, a lot of growth opportunity. Um, I think working in higher education um, you can stay in your role forever, or you have the opportunity to uh, to look at other uh, roles that may fit you in different stages. So I can say, like, this is what I want today. In five more years, that may change just based on where I am in life. Um, I think we all evolve as humans, and it's you know, it's important to recognize that, that what you want today, you know, you may decide, hey, I want to do or tap into this, this skill set, or, hey, that looks cool. I will say that I stay pretty connected to kind of what's going on. I talk to friends about what they're doing at their, at their jobs. Um, I go to a lot of networking events. So today I went to a luncheon that featured the CEO and vice chairman at a large bank. Um, in Raleigh so for me I, I think it's just always just staying ready for the opportunity I think that's the best way to put it my grandfather is always like just be ready <laughs> so yeah. um I think just just I stay engaged with uh you know my alma maters I stay engaged with uh past co-workers with former managers um, I'm a part of professional organizations. And so I think it's always one of the things as a mom, I know it's hard because you're always tired and you're always so many other million things you could be doing, such as cleaning your house or doing whatever. But I think it is important that you take time for yourself to make sure that you are professionally growing and learning and continuing to do what it is that, what it is that you want to do. So, Yeah. Yeah, I think that's that's what I can say right now. It can definitely look different in like two or three years. I think that's perfect. I mean, just being able to work with the support system you have at home, which for you is your husband, and kind of map out as a family what is best um, yeah. and how you can uh, maximize opportunities for the three of you. Yeah. Um, while also kind of maintaining the time that you have together as a family. And I think that that's um, a great kind of plan to have. And then at the same time, being able to continue to keep connections going and just being ready for opportunities, even if it is still um, taking on different types of uh, opportunities within your own organization um, and even in your own role. So. Exactly. And I will say to not be afraid to solicit outside help. 
as well. So I mentioned the babysitter earlier. So we've had amazing babysitters that primarily have worked on the weekends. And we did have one that worked a couple of days during the week. Uh, but one of the things we are currently considering so that we can fully maximize our careers is um, a part-time nanny. Because you will say, you know, because we don't have our our core family in the same city, um, sometimes it is challenging. You know, the times that Jace has been sick, it's, oh, okay, well, what do you have scheduled today? <laughs> can you miss them? Yeah. Can you miss that? Um, and I remember one time at Junior Achievement, um, and this was the first couple of months after I got back from maternity leave, I had scheduled two big meetings uh, with my president, as well as the president of Junior Achievement. He was in town from Colorado, and it was one of our large tech companies um, and another startup company that had great potential that I did end up creating a partnership with later, but Jace was very sick that morning. I remember texting my, my president and it's one of those things where I, she, you know, she's a mom, but at the same time, I didn't want to, I didn't want it to appear that, Oh, you're using your, you know, your child as an excuse. So it came down to colleagues was willing to reschedule his meetings so that I could attend those two big meetings. Uh, with with my boss and uh, her boss, essentially. So I think we just have to just not be afraid. We live in a day and age where, you know, we're like, oh, I can do it myself. But there are resources out there, such as nannies or babysitters or, or other um, options that we need to utilize to make sure we can fully maximize our careers. So... That's, that's important. And that's key. Um, and sometimes I think that's really good because sometimes you can kind of hold all of it in and you're trying to figure out, uh, an option mm -hmm. in that situation. And it's like, duh, let me ask my husband. And exactly. <laughs> sometimes, <laughs> sometimes we could be fearful, like, well, what if he, or what if this, or what if this, but just being like, you know what, like you said earlier, the worst thing that somebody could say is no. And in that situation, he was able to help and you were able to kind of do what it is that you needed to do um, and kind of use that as a partnership. So um, I think that's important. And I think this conversation has been really helpful in just encouraging um, us as moms to really understand who we are as women, who we are as moms, who we are as professionals. And allowing that to be uh, the guide um, in our career. Um, and I just really love that. I love that um, your whole mantra of staying true to yourself. And mm -hmm. that's very, very important. Um, okay. So as we kind of wrap up our conversation, um, is there anything else that you would want to share uh, to our audience who could be other moms who are trying to figure out their careers and um, just navigate um, life with children? Yeah. Um, I would just say that, I don't know, I would say think about who you are or who you were before you became a mom 
and really and not lose who that person is. And I, I think it's okay to evolve and clearly we do that as, as women, as individuals. But I'm really about being authentic and being true to yourself um, because that, I think that that is important um, because if you lose who you are, you have to realize that mother is one of various roles that you, you have in, in, your, in your life. You know, you may be a wife, a mother, you could be a daughter, um, you could be a manager at work, you're a sister, a friend. There's so many roles that or you know that we that we play in life and so I think it's very important that you know who you are before going into motherhood and really embrace that um and and really try to figure out how to keep some of those those qualities those those quirks those things about you that make you who you are um after you after you have a child because once that child is you know, 18, 19, they're, they're out of the house, then you really have to deal with, you know, who you are um, as a person. And then, um, like I said before, just not be afraid of utilizing help. Uh, one of the things that we did uh, when Jace came home, well, before he, he got there, was hire um, a cleaning lady to do a deep clean of our place before he got there. And it ended up being that we kept her on to come in once a month. And I don't know if this is just, you know, something taboo in the African-American community, but I will say that I don't know if it's something that, you know, even my mom and my grandmother, um, I would have never probably told my grandmother and mom that I had a cleaning lady. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's just something, you know, growing up, you see your, your mom and grandmother do everything yeah and but you also have to realize and one of the things I had to realize too is that I was comparing apples and oranges you know so my mom stayed home with us for the first five years of our life and um my grandmother stayed at home with my mom and her sister and then she you know re-entered the workforce and so I said how can I compare you know myself as a working mom to to them who, you know, were at home, they had more options, flexibility to do these things. And so just don't be afraid of, of doing that. Um, mom guilt is real. <laughs> so I think that with technology and social media, that comes into play a lot. So if you need to disconnect, I had a friend that completely disconnected from social media uh, when she had children. Because sometimes it does make you feel, um, you know, guilty or you play the comparison game. I remember one time, there was one day I felt like a complete zombie. Like I was pumping. I was trying to make some butternut squash and mix it with something else. And this is when he, I think Jace just started on um, food. And I was just like, oh, my goodness, this is a lot. It was crazy. Yeah. Because in my mind, I thought that, oh, my mom did this. My grandmother did this. Come to find out, after talking to my mother and a couple of other <laughs> ladies, uh, that they were like, oh, no, we just did uh, the baby food in the jar. So here I was stressing out, <laughs> comparing myself <laughs> to, to my mom and, and women in my family. And 
they were just like, no, girl, you know, we, we did the baby food jar. But I think I just caught, I caught up with women. I was comparing myself to women who were staying at home. Yeah. Who had that, you know, who had the, the time to do that. And here I am working, you know, a demanding job and trying to, to pump and make fresh baby food and organic whatever, organic chicken tenders. <laughs> and everything and I had to release myself from those comparisons and say Candace you have to do what works best for you and yeah. if it's going to uh the noodling company and picking up some food for your baby he is fine he's not you know he's not gonna starve he's gonna be okay he's eating food um he's gonna survive and so I think we just have to provide ourselves with grace I think we have to grace ourselves, grace other other mothers, and um, your baby doesn't know what you're doing. So you are doing, like in, in their eyes, you are the perfect person. <laughs> you can yeah. do no wrong. So yeah. uh, I would just say grace, 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 grace yourself and grace other mothers because it is very challenging out here and we all have our different um demands and constraints and so um that would be my biggest thing but motherhood is beautiful is it's amazing it's, it is a blessing it is something that so many um that's not always afforded to everyone and so I always keep that in my back of my mind I know there are several women in my life who have not had opportunity to experience it and so I always just think about that whenever I want to complain or whatever so um i would just say i think that would be just the biggest thing but enjoy it um it, it's uh it's definitely a roller coaster yeah. <laughs> but it's fun <laughs> yeah it's um it's a blessing and yeah. it's a blessing that not everybody can have so yeah navigate definitely. all of these things and do all of the things even if it was making organic baby food and yeah <laughs> It's all a blessing. It is. It is. So, so yeah. And, and, we, and just have fun with your mommy friends. Like, I, I love talking to you, Brenda, mother. But, yeah, I mean, just feel free. I feel like there's so, so many moms out there who feel alone. But I feel that there's such a community, a great community of mom, mom friends out there. So, I think everyone, everyone needs that. Yeah. So. Well, yeah. thank you so much, yeah. Kendra, for joining. Yeah, thank you. So different. We Yay. are so excited to have you. And um, this conversation was awesome. Thank you. It was a pleasure. Thank you for the invitation again. And that, my friend. And that, my friends, is episode three of Moms Hustle Different with Kendra Oliver. Thanks again to Kendra for joining us and sharing her words of wisdom. Now, if you enjoyed listening to the podcast, there's so much more to come. So if you subscribe to our podcast, you'll get notified of new episodes so that you can join in every week with us. And then in order to continue the conversation, you should definitely follow us on Instagram. We are Moms Hustle Different on Instagram, and we'll be having conversations about these episodes after they are released. And then if you want to find out more information about our guests, 
you can go to www.momshustledifferent.com. Again, subscribe, follow us on Instagram, and go to our website at momshustledifferent.com. We look forward to seeing you next week. Thanks. Have a great day.